today on Bell and the Birdman. Am I over the Jordan Davis pick? Fuck no. Also, we get into Nicobe Dean's pick. What a mystery. And some major changes with this defense. It's all coming up on Bell and the Birdman. But first, Taylor, hit the music. Hello, everybody. That is a horse John Barchard with you, along with Vince Quinn. This is Bell in the Birdman. I'm still shouting about A.J. Green and Jordan Davis. That's why my horse well, voice AJ is Brown, here. Wrong color. What, uh, I, I combined the two together, didn't it's, I? You said AJ they are Green. one entity. But so uh, for, Former entity of the show as well. We wanted him <laughs> as wide receiver, too, a little while ago. <laughs> uh, very true. Uh, Taylor Cordatis, uh, of course, with us as well. Uh, I'm hanging out with some iced coffee and uh, hopefully some halls later on uh so um if you come around on jordan davis yet or what no <laughs> it should have been kyle hamilton god damn it it should have been kyle hamilton this was obvious this was easy he is the best prospect <sighs> in the goddamn draft they should have taken him it was obvious you have no safeties now we're hoping and praying for the honey badger reports today as we're doing this oh what well, do you know the saints who just like got a hundred million dollars still lying over season. the cap and got so rid know. of all they just erased a hundred million dollars which the cap is dumb and we could talk about that another day <laughs> but like if they don't sign the honey badger their secondary is god awful it's, it's fine it's it's atrocious How, it's one uh, guy darius slay exists okay Right? Can he cover five people? No, but it can well, take away no. half of the field for you still. Like, that's no, like he can, a he thing can take that he's... He can take away one guy. Well, they, yeah, one guy. Whatever. Yeah, good. That cancels each other out. Teams so go three, four, a five third wide of the field. all the time. I'm sorry. A third of the field. There you go. Not having Done. a safety is a joke. It's, it's I, an embarrassment. I, I would assume that there is still... Like a a veteran we haven't talked about yet. That's that's the backup plan for. They're not going to go in just empty-handed with Antonio De- or with a with a. Sure. Well, uh, we don't even know. That's the thing. We don't know. <laughs> we have no idea who any of these guys are. We're we're hoping that Kay Vincent or what? Like okay, uh, Zach McPherson. Take Allen, baby. Let's go. Yeah, that's it. I don't even know his name. Like it doesn't <laughs> matter. Like there's all these guys that don't matter. So they're they're throwing the dice with a million different guys. CB two doesn't matter. Uh, that is such a ridiculous. So if you statement. get if you get Honey Badger, CB two doesn't matter. It can be anybody. Anybody. No, I, I totally disagree with that. I, how can it just be anybody in an age where we're looking at all these receivers that are so crazy damn talented? Of Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, and Javon Hargrave, Reddick, and now Nicobe Dean. That's why CB2 doesn't matter as much. No. You won't have time to find CB2 unless you're literally putting your number one wide receiver over there uh, somehow schematically and you want to do all that. Like That means wide receiver two or three and... Hopefully the QB is on the ground and then you deal with that. Well, hopefully, but you also get times like what, what's happened with the Eagles a number of times when they've played actually smart teams with good quarterbacks in the past. They paper cut you to death well, they, you know, all the way down to the 20 and then they try and it's, score a touchdown. And, yeah, Aaron Rodgers gets the ball and as soon as he gets it, it's out of his hands and they gain seven yards and then they do that again and they do that again and yeah. they do that again and they do that again and they win by 40. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things. You need corners. It's the modern NFL. That's why these saying, guys are getting paid so much. You need them. I'm saying Slay and Honey Badger. Without Honey Badger, yeah, our, one of those is going to be a problem, and then you kind of go, oh, well. And by the way, defense was still not an issue really last year. They didn't score 
points. Well, they couldn't score points for shit. Yes, right. but the I mean the defense did have some problems, and now it's going to get worse. Like think about it's this. It's getting better. How uh, is it getting worse? Because the secondary sucks ass. Stephen Nelson, awful. you're telling me Stephen Nelson is very hard to replace. Well, now he is. Apparently, oh, yeah, now it's now What's it's so answer? hard to replace another one-year quarter there. When he was a, doesn't matter. He was a competent professional. I mean, the same thing. Like people were so pissed off about like Jalen Mills when he was here. They have nobody that's even remotely close to Jalen Mills right now playing th- that CB two yes, spot. Are. Kevin Kevin King is literally the the version of Jalen Mills. You can go and get him and sign him and be fine. Like you want a reason to be upset. Because it's because it's not your guy. It's because it's not the safety. And I'm telling you, they could sign anybody at CB2 that's semi-competent, and they're going to have a better defense no matter what. Man, I yeah, no. They're going to get torched. <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel about his body type, Jordan Davis? Uh, how do I feel about God yeah, damn still, it? Yeah, still well, fat, I, I guess. I hope he didn't have a big victory dinner after he got drafted. I'll tell you wow. that. You told uh, me he passed on six cheese sticks or whatever, didn't you? Well, you told me he passed on <laughs> oh, that. Somebody I did I was, Discord. Yeah, somebody hit us up on Twitter with that, and they were like, yeah, they offered him like six <laughs> cheese steaks, which what does it tell you that they're offering him six cheese steaks? God damn it. Well, yeah. It's, it's not good. I just, I, yeah. Tells me that he can eat six. Well, yes, <laughs> which <laughs> is terrifying. Although, on a related note, I had John's roast pork again. Oh, this congratulations! Weekend. By yeah. the way, I was, Good. I, I was looking forward to it for like three days, and it just—it was so worth it. It lives up to the hype. I, but, but but I really do love the Vince Quinn, and you're not alone here. The Vince Quinn freakout of oh my god, no one can cover anybody in the secondary, and like we've seen Darius Slay with bad defenses and okay defenses be spectacular. So like I'm that's that's all you need. That's all it you is need. Not. We, and Darius Slay's replacement year? doesn't exist no. in this draft. Well, it so. doesn't. But but how many how many times last year did we see shit quarterbacks throw for like eighty percent? I mean, they were giving up the highest completion percentage I've ever seen in my life to so nobodies. Be better than Epson Zach McPherson, which isn't hard to do. And that won't happen as much. But those Plus, are the guys they're bringing the, back. The entire, those are the ones that are coming back. So, so far, there's no way Howie Roseman is walking into this without a safety or a corner from the street coming in here. And probably adding on more as you go along. And I'm sure that there is, uh, oh, there's, hey, there's one safety that they uh, signed as a UDFA there too. So there you go. Done. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and seven DBs. Aren't there like a million other guys, even though he, he mentioned Tate Gowan as being like part of the draft uh, class this year, which I thought was hilarious or whatever it was. Yeah, but it's he, I think you worry way too much about it. Really way, no. way too much about safety is such a hole that this defense is going to be bad. You know, like it's Rodney McLeod and... and Look, it's not again. Hey, people respect, used to be pissed but. about Corey Graham. You know, remember Corey Graham? Yeah, you hated Corey Graham, didn't you? You son of a bitch. Third you safety, Corey Graham. You yeah. hated, yeah. Well, he's, he'd be the best player out there right oh now. Oh my for him. god! Uh, listen to this in turkey. The secondary. I mean, my the god. The Ravens break your heart. Now look at you. Yes, they, they, the Ravens killed it this draft. By the way, I mean Hamilton. Yeah. They got your guy in Linderbaum, and then they took Ojabo in the second. It's like Jesus Christ. And they took gonna, the late tight end from Coastal Carolina yeah, to the late on day three. They're gonna crush it. I, I, what I what Vince is really trying to say is we should work for the Ravens. Or this is now becoming just a birds podcast in general. Yeah, so. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be keeping my <laughs> eye on Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm still I'm still bent out of shape about it. I don't like and here's the thing, too, with Jordan Davis getting into him, because I just I need to know who they think he's going to be. What do they want to do with him? What are, what are they doing with this defense? Because like it feels transitional right now. Which for the Eagles, I mean, we're talking about. Which we nailed, by the way. Thank you. We did. For listening to the pod, Howie Roseman and Jonathan Gannon. Yeah. 
We we did talk about that like three months ago. I want to say it looked like yeah. they were going to a three four potentially. But but now that they're doing this, I mean, we're talking about a team or that, five two front or whatever the fuck, yeah. same thing. But four, yeah, three, like under, you're going to see the the way they use their linemen and linebackers is going to change. So so when you're seeing that change, I mean, we're talking about a team that outside of a Billy Davis era that we'll never mention again. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're talking about a team that's run basically the same system now for twenty years. Yeah, because of their pass rushers and Fletch and BG. Yeah, and all I mean that. the, the Jim Johnson legacy on this team has been real. His his shadow, his fingerprints have been all over this team for a decade after he's mm-hmm. passed. Like it's it's a really big deal. So for them to change over now and go into new territory for this franchise and draft a guy that is different in Jordan Davis, who do they want him to be? Like that's that's my biggest question that I have because he told you himself when he when he got drafted, he said he's a run stopper first. Yeah, do they see him as that? Is that what they want him to be? Are they focused on? Closing that up and changing how the linebackers play behind a guy like that? Is he a nose tackle? Is he Haloti Nada? Like, occasionally can rush the passers, this big freak guy, is he Vince Wilfork? Like, I don't know who they want him to be. Yeah. So, if they're going to try to turn him into a pure pass rusher, and it is Fletcher Cox all over again, he does lose some weight, and they do that kind of thing, okay. Is he going to stay at the same weight and play nose? I don't know. So I want to see who he is and what they want him to be. What is their vision Well, I got. Can I at least tell you an idea in my head? Sure. I, would, I would love Jonathan Gannon, since you're a fan of the pod, you're a fan of Vince Gwynn, uh, I think, still, after the uh, Jordan Davis critique. But imagine in your mind whether, you know, I see Jordan Davis, and we'll, you have some pretty good comps, too. Some some are great that I completely forgot about over the last you know decade, 20 years, whatever it is. Um, Jordan Davis is your middle. Fletcher Cox is next to him. Hargrave is next to him. And you're moving to Kobe Dean and Reddick to whatever flavor you want. Maybe they do stack up together. On you know where it's Reddick and then Nicobe Dean next to him. Maybe you have Nicobe Dean leaking in between Cox and Hart. Like there's a lot of different things that you can do now. And to all of the other different linebackers that they have signed, brought on, drafted. Uh, to your point, like that's not just for depth. That is philosophically changing. And Jonathan Gannon winning, by the way, because this this is another reason why you know Fletcher Cox's last year is this year. Like they're moving a mountain and. That's what I see. I, I would think Fletcher Cox would love to play in something like that where you don't have to worry about being double teamed all the time. And now the center and both guards have to determine which one you're taking on. Who's getting the double block? Is that Hargrave on this side? Is that Cox on this side? Is it Jordan Davis in the middle? That's a lot of fucking meat to move. And while you're distracted by that, here comes Reddick. Here comes Dean. Here comes every UDFA that runs a fucking 4-3 that can blitz. Like, I feel as though Jonathan Gannon can finally get creative with Jonathan Davis in here. And the next thing that I'm still doing this, because I don't don't know either, maybe you still do have to replace a Fletcher Cox type of defensive tackle. Maybe that's Williams. I I don't see how they're a great combination for pass rush. Williams, I think, is going to be a defensive end. Now, he's going to have the flexibility to go inside, but they talked about it when they drafted him. I mean, that was a a conversation that we've had as well, the idea that he could play on the end in certain situations. I could easily see it. Because think about it. You get a guy his size, he's playing the end, and then he's protecting a guy like Hassan Reddick. So, okay, he's on that side, Sweat's on the other side, and then he's helping Reddick to get that pass rush. So, yeah, as the defense has changed, I think that's going to be one of the, the biggest storylines for this franchise, really, is what are they doing here? How much power does Jonathan Gannon have? How different are they going to be? All that stuff really matters. But here's here's the other thing, too, that, that does scare the shit out of me when it comes to Jordan Davis. And I know that this is a uh, – it's – 
I don't want to take this too big a deal, but it is something that's on my mind. Okay. Okay. I, when I think about Jordan Davis, this supreme athlete that it just blows the spider chart out of the fucking water. Like Pats mean, instead of uh, John's Rose Pork? Is that where we're heading? Well, no. I, <laughs> but if he does, that's a travesty. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll need to talk to his mother, who's an Eagles fan. <laughs> but I think about Zion Williamson. Okay. Now, here's the thing. This with is Zion. just unfair now. Oh, well, <laughs> Al, uh, what's unfair about it? They're just calling them both fat. Yeah. Well, You're no, well, first off, Zion Two is a little, in a row. Zion's a little chunky too, and and weight questions. Did, did was weight not brought up with Zion Williamson? Joel Embiid's weight was brought up at one point during his career. Well, and 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 he's a notable example too. To that, Although or, for for Embiid, he's had more freak injuries than anything, like orbital stuff, and like the guy gets hit in the face. Like what the fuck are you? When do? you say fat in sports, you think of Zion. That's what I'm saying. Well, I, when I think of a, <laughs> I think of Kelvin Benjamin. Athlete. When I think of fat, well, that's that's a different kind of fat. Yeah. There's fat and good, and there's just fat. You know, like. <laughs> well, yeah, like that's Benjamin right. got fat. How can I look at league? Jordan Davis and be like, "Ooh, fat, but fat and good." Well, I agree. I'm not saying he's a terrible player. I, I, my main sticking point is one: it should have been Hamilton. I just think he's a better fit. <laughs> sure. But but when you're thinking about the, the size of Jordan Davis, because for a guy that is that big, I mean, hey, he's three sixty. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. If he's 360, 370 and he is that fast, he's that explosive. Like there was that time when Zion blew out his shoe. Remember that? He just ripped the soul awesome. off of the fucking shoe. But you never Very see that. Very Babe Ruth, by the way. Yeah. So to be that big and that powerful was something that it broke the goddamn shoe. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. That's insane. I but want you also, to do me a favor and check the socks of Jordan Davis every training camp. Well, after yes, two days, by the way. Uh, tape his goddamn job. foot in. But, but when you're dealing with a guy that big, it's also like that kind of force on the body. Mm. It's not typically built for that. Is he going to have to be a limited snap guy just because he's, he's going to get hurt? hurt he's going to get worn down like I worry about injuries and the longevity of a guy like this again I'm not saying he's going to immediately get injured but like Zion's been injured like fucking crazy since he got in the league he has been he's been I, hurt yeah, all the time I mean like you, you, we're not asking Jordan Davis to play basketball either you know, Jordan Davis isn't dunking any hoops <laughs> yes, like, well no but he's getting different double kind teamed of... and he's got to chase after quarterbacks oh, sure. that can run a four five like that's a that's a pretty strong ask for a guy going but left and right jumping after running backs like he can get to him and there's that's that's part of growing up too of like yes like I'm not trying to be as if there's no problems with Jordan Davis there probably is. There probably is some form of conditioning problem. Yeah, sure. Like, but but when you're getting paid what he's about to get paid, I'm assuming eight million dollars, seven million dollars, yeah. whatever that contract ends up being. Uh, and you're like, hey, you're going to replace one of the best Eagles of all time and a Hall of Famer and like one of the best defensive tackles of the era. That's a that's a lot of shit. So it really just comes down to what's in there and. If we feel like Jonathan Gannon is borrowing from what Georgia is doing or even just completely ripping it, be like, that's what I want to do. What Georgia's defense does is very similar to what Jonathan Gannon, we believe, and his vision are going to come in and do. So, like, why not go get one of the best guys that did it in college? And I I just I don't see this like, oh, he's just going to. Turn around and be fat and ugly and just literally just play. I didn't say he's, he's, he's very handsome. I'm not he's, he's him incredibly ugly. handsome. All right. And and for what's worth with the mentals, I did like just just I obviously you just get such a small glimpse of the guy, but the way he conducts himself, it seems like he is a sharp guy. Yeah. And he's going to be a professional. So I do think that's there. But again, it's just like how are they going to use this guy? Is his body going to be able to hold up? They are changing all these schemes. How different is it going to be? Because it's it's just been a certain way for twenty years. 
and it looks like it could be a radical departure. Can they pull it off? So this guy's the centerpiece of it now. Well, it has to. Doesn't that's that's what I guess. And Jordan Davis aside, don't they have to do that? No matter what happens, you're you're moving on from BG and you're moving on from Fletcher Cox. Yeah, and the league isn't really defined by four three or three four anymore. I mean, it is getting into that. It's not positionless, but it's just different. Like it's, you can, it's you, a faster, more flexible league now. Yes, it's a, it's a, and that's why I still don't believe safety is really just. I know it's a popular thing, but you know, the I, I want to stress again: the, this team had such a terrible, a worse time, worse time getting to the quarterback or moving him off his spot or being able to blitz or do any of that. What Jonathan Gannon did last year was the plainest defense I've ever seen run, and it still held up okay because of the players in it. Because you had Fletch, because you had Darius Slay, you didn't even have Brandon Graham last year, and it was okay. It wasn't terrible, and it wasn't great. I would say both both sides of the ball were kind of like that for, for the most part. They yeah. just had different inconsistencies all over the place. If you know, like I, I love where it's going. I and and if everyone's scared, and Matt Maratea brought it up while we were doing like the NFL uh, or our draft show, is well, Gannon Gannon's going to leave after this year. So why are you really shaping and doing this? Well, they have somebody ready to go. Obviously, it's not they're not going to hire from the outside. I think Mike K even mentioned that during the year here too. So yeah, it's it's it was coming one way or the other. If Jonathan Gannon was here or not, if Jordan Davis was here or not. They're moving in that direction because you can't do that shit anymore. Good. They're finally out of, like, you're right. They're, this has been such a Jim Johnson-looking defense for so long. That's why you, I mean, Jim Schwartz is probably on his last legs in terms of philosophy and, in, and if he wants to reinvent himself. I just, it's, it's happening. Everybody wants to copy the Rams. Everybody wants to copy the Chargers. So let them copy. Let's go. <laughs> let's let's find the next guy and whoever it is. But speaking of that, a uh, lot of takes on Kobe Dean. We know what he is as a player. If he's healthy, he's a monster, and I won't have it any other way. Like every everyone saw that. There is major controversy now, and maybe you can help me out, and you can help us out. Two one five five zero nine fifty eight thirty three on the text line. Jump in the Discord at Bell and the Birdman The invites right there if you want to chime in on this. But like. Are the Eagles the smartest team in the room, or do 31 others just are not, like, seeing the obvious and going, good luck, Philadelphia? Yeah. We heard career over from the Giants front office after getting asked, like, why didn't you take N'Kobe Dean? And he used present tense in his career when when saying he had a great career. Well, I wish him luck. What's the what's the deal? Where, where, where are you on this issue? Well, I think they don't care. It's look, <laughs> they don't care. It's it's yeah. worth the risk, right? Because for them, I mean, look, with the way they value linebackers, we knew there was no fucking chick. Can we laugh for a second that everybody wanted this guy in the first? And he does go, like, how, how funny was all that? Like, yeah, man, you got to take him at 15. Got to okay. do it. There he is in the third round. Um, so uh, there you have it. But. For them, yeah, you're getting a guy that's a first-round talent. He's played with Jordan Davis. It's another SEC guy. They love SEC guys now. I mean, just look at all the people they're adding to this team. It's Finally SEC. bullied them into it. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's it's great to see that change in philosophy. Yeah. But 
when you got a guy like Nicobe Dean, I mean, let's let's talk about the worst case, right? What happens? He comes in, his pec is all fucked up. They know that. Maybe he does need surgery. Maybe people have told him right now he doesn't need it, and maybe they secretly think he does. Yeah. And he ends up tearing his pec. All right, what happens? You lose him for this year. You don't need him. You have Hassan Reddick right now. You just signed Kaiser White. You have TJ Edwards. Like, just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not telling you it's, it's amazing, but like... It's. I mean, is it is it Alex Singleton again? No. Like, I think they're in a better spot at linebacker right now. Definitely. Uh, Davion Taylor was a guy that was starting for a stretch of last year. He's what your fifth linebacker on the depth chart right now. It's not bad. Like, so great special teamer now. Yep. You can go and take this risk with a guy, and even if it gets messed up, it doesn't matter. Like, here's here's another one going back for like references, and I can drop the uh, Jordan Davis references later for guys to <laughs> to check out. But like, do you remember a guy named Cornelius Ingram? Of course. He was one of my favorite tramp, uh, training camp guys of all time. Uh, Florida, yes, if I remember correctly. Yes. Third round pick overall. Uh, fifth round, fifth I round believe. Pick. Fifth round tight end, 2009. They Thought drafted. he was going to change Andy Reid's offense forever. Yeah, and, and here's here was the, sta- the story with him. He was a great talent. He tore his ACL at Florida. They draft him anyway. His surgery, when they repaired the ACL, was dog shit. And they knew it. The Eagles knew it at the time. I remember this being reported. And (laughs) what happened was they were expecting him to tear his ACL again. But they thought he was so damn talented, they were just going to wait for it to happen and get him back the following year. And it did that training camp. Yeah. And uh, still wasn't good enough. Still yeah. stunk. But yeah. uh, but it was it was the risk, the investment, and the talent, and the willingness that hey, like even if we got to get this guy's surgery, let's do it and see where it goes because it's the fifth round, yeah. you know. And, and to get a guy that's a first round talent for some people and get him in the third, yeah, like that's to- it, it worked out great for them. I mean, I don't, honestly, I, the one thing I'll say, which I feel has been a popular take from all of Eagles Twitter after this happened. If Nicobe Dean doesn't hit, that's a problem. Like if he can't play and you did this, that is a problem. I I don't think that's the case. And and this is where I feel like I'm getting confused. He hasn't missed a game since 2019. Yeah. He missed three games in college. It's the last time it happened. Now for some reason, because of this pec injury, and correct me if I'm wrong, happened as a pre combine uh, combine yeah, workout, right? Combine. Yep. So all right. At worst, in my opinion, you're sitting your ass down till December, January, right? Yeah. And then after that, I mean, unless the medical staff is horrid, which, by the way, Jeff McClain hasn't said anything about since they made the last change two years ago, question mark. So I don't know. I view it as he probably did. He probably did tear his pack, right? That's not a it's just we're, we're debating whether it came off the bone or not. And if it came off the bone, it needs surgery. But even uh, Dr. David Chow, just from an observational view, says he'll probably look really, really good in shorts and shells like it, it, during OTA. And it's just about if that's not off the bone, I don't know how you don't do that without surgery. I don't know how you do it without this. Listen, if he wants to play with a torn peck and some other shit through this year just to get signed, so what? Let him do it. But I don't see it as like a major issue after this year. Unless somebody, and, I, no, I just don't I, see it. I don't either. I, I, and it's so weird to think about that, right? It's like, wow, for everybody, because for the Eagles to do it, it's like, of course they waited till the third round for this guy. <laughs> of course they did. Well, but, everybody else did too. That's why I don't. Well, yeah, that's the shocking thing about it, though. That is the one thing where you do raise your eyebrows a little bit, because you usually some like the Ravens did draft Ojabo in the second round. Motherfucker tore his ACL. Yeah. Like they, well, tra- they drafted him in the second round. That's different. That's a pass rusher. But, I don't, I don't yeah. know what they 
with the league views Nicobe Dean. If you think he's going to play this year for for Dean though, and Ojabo's definitely not. I mean, or more way more than likely not to get a rookie to start playing games in December. Yeah. Like, are you really going to do that? I doubt it. So. Uh, for for the whole league to look at a guy like this, I mean the Detroit Lions, for exa- the Jaguars, like all these teams are looking at Dean and going no, and it's like, all right, I mean, is it is he getting weird medical advice? Is he doing like the Aaron Rodgers mud cleanse to cure COVID? <laughs> like, unless he's one of those kind of nutty people when it comes to the treatments, it's yeah. just so weird because here's here's how messed up and strange this Nicobe Dean thing is. He was in Vegas. He was in Vegas. The Hanging whole out. NFL, the league decided we are going to invite this man to the draft. He sat there. And think about how, how crazy this whole thing was in general anyway. Uh, N'Kobe Dean sat there through the whole first round. Malik Willis sat there through the whole yep. first round. They both went in the third. That's the biggest embarrassment. Like what? What? Nobody knew what the hell this draft was going to be. So for the whole league, including the people that run it, yeah. to think that Nicobe Dean was going to be a first rounder, and then suddenly, after after never hearing anything about this injury being that serious, now on day two, he's he's just completely toxic, and nobody wants him. All right, tinfoil head time. Yes, information had to come from somewhere, right? Yeah, <laughs> like I, and I'm not there. And maybe I have this wrong, but everyone gets the same medical report, right? Uh, from the NFL, yeah. Anybody that goes to the combine, which and he did do, then you go there for the medicals. That is the only. That's the reason why they have. That's why it's got value to a lot of people. It's the medicals. And no one, there's not anything that anyone could put in there to doctor it to make it look worse to you know anything like that. Oh, that right? would be highly illegal. Then, like. I don't know. I feel like the Eagles somehow made it or sound worse, look worse, because he's a perfect fit for Jonathan Gannon, a perfect one. And we just got through saying if you're trying to replicate what the Georgia defense is doing or at least kind of looks like what Jonathan Gannon wanted to do in the first place and you had to ensure that Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean were there, I'm just saying it is lying season Everyone fucking got lied to, including, by the way, I want to make this very clear. Howie Roseman pants the league entirely. He used Peter Schrager and everyone else, even used Devontae Smith and like how explosive Jameson Williams would be here in Philadelphia and all this other stuff. They were they were cooking on Jordan Davis this entire time. Do you agree on that? That's what all the reports seem to be. Like it is. There's just from their actions. It seems to be that way. So if you know that you need that and clearly Jonathan Gannon needs linebackers to do what he needs to do. I don't know. I don't, don't ask me how they did it. Well, yeah, because <laughs> that's but I'm the challenge like, of it. It is too coincidental. It's crazy. Way too coincidental that it's like, oh, no, we're just going to pluck him in the third. No but big deal. That's a very Jerry Jones, we're going to take Lyle Collins uh, and sign him after the draft type yeah, of thing. Yeah, it feels like it's like if he had a Laramie Tunsil bong video, okay. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe it goes to the third all of a sudden. I don't know. And I feel but, terrible for Nicobe Dean. We'll get into that in a second, but yeah. Yeah, I just because also if you're leaking it like that, where the whole league believes it, because that's the thing, every single team Everyone. believed it, and the and the Eagles were fucking comfortable as a cucumber, yeah. taking him in the third when no one was going to, no one was going to. So, it's a very, it's a very, I, I, yeah. So, yeah, where does it come from? That Where, <laughs> where do these reports come from that everybody in the league says, we can't even draft this guy until the third round? 
And trust I, me, I've seen stuff like this happens in sports all the time. I mean, like, you know, I think Kobe Bryant was one of the most one of the most famous ones in terms of just like, let's just make something up and make sure we get to the Lakers at the eighth pick. You know, like, I don't know. I I feel like something like that happened here. Or, again, like we were saying, the Eagles are the ones with their pants caught down and this kid can't play at all. That's the, like we said, that's the worst case scenario. Then it's a mistake. And let me ask you that because the Discord was asking, if you miss on any of these picks, is it bad? Well, I think it is. It's always bad. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. like uh, We it, took, we took we, the under hit, 10 picks were there. Six were used on players, five were used in the draft. Yeah. That's a pretty skinny playbook. It's Well, it's massive <laughs> investments in, in these guys. Their belief yeah. that these are the guys, right? Like Jordan Davis, they trade all those picks to go up and get him. Fine. Like if that's your guy and you believe in him and that's what you want to do, I got no problem with that. That's the beauty of having 10 picks. Mm-hmm. Look, they still came out with six guys and one of them's A.J. Brown. It's it's a great draft. Right now on the surface, this is an amazing draft. So It's an outstanding one. Yeah. It's like this could be if 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 Dean hits, if Davis hits, it's an all-timer. Because mm-hmm. you like you said, and I thought this was a great line from you. Uh Mr. John Bartrud has had an incredible week, by the it's way. It's been a great it's been a great offseason for the entire it's, pod, but yes. But you, this this <laughs> last couple of days for you were phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I had so, quite an offseason. But you compared the AJ Brown trade to Jason Peters. Hundred percent. I love that. It is the biggest, and people try to quantify that because it's not exactly a great one-to-one comparison, but kind of is. No one yeah. really knew, including Joe Banner at 24, 25, whatever Jason Peters was. It's kind of the same age range here. Be like, wow, this guy's got a lot of talent. If anything, he's our anchor, and if we're really right, then we're past wherever we thought we'd be. I think A.J. Brown's the same way. I know when everybody's like gassing this kid up to be like, dude, this is... This is like T.O. coming, and it's not quite that, but it's not fucking that far off. No, I mean, if, if <laughs> you, know you know think what I'm about like the height of their powers a couple of years ago, it's not exactly the same, but it's kind of similar. It was uh, Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen together. I mean, just got like different styles, but two great players, mm-hmm. opposite sides of the field, and the way they work together was magic. And, and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith together is going to be magic. Yes, it is. It's going to be so good. So, yeah, the, the investment of this draft is great. And if you walk out of any standard draft with six people, that's a hell of a draft still. Yeah. Like, that's not a, it's not a bad haul. You know, this is the beauty of 10 picks. You can be aggressive. You can do whatever the hell you want. And they still have, what, 10 picks next year? Do it again next year, so probably. So they can do it yeah. again next year. It could, it could look exactly like this again next year. You trade it for a guy you love in the first. You trade for a star player that's unhappy somewhere, which is inevitable to happen again because yeah. that's just how the league is now. So you go and do that. You trade up for another guy you want in the middle rounds, and you're out of there. Like, it's totally good. Absolutely. And I think this, we've said it. AJ Brown changed everything, everything, and I want, and I think that's my main takeaway from all this. And granted, we wanted to, we want, I want to talk about AJ Brown every fucking day. Yes, <laughs> I want to talk about the him and the relationship, like, and we're gonna do that all next week. Uh, we tease that a little bit on YouTube. Thank you so much, by the way, for subscribing and watching us on YouTube. We had our highest videos viewing and clips viewed ever because of you. Thank you so much. If you haven't subscribed to YouTube, please do so. But Teron Davenport, Buck Riesling, guys that know that franchise in and out. Um, one thing I don't think we pointed out was how pissed off Vrabel was yeah. during that live shot. We didn't see it because we were in studio here, and 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 that's that I think tells you a lot. Um, and, like, dude, 
compare the, the fact that we kept saying Debo and AJ versus Burks, and now you have a direct one-to-one comparison of how that's going to play out. Good luck, Tennessee, because it, it's probably not going to be you. Yeah, that's in, and I just can't wait to get more and more into that. But didn't want to let this pod go without saying this: Jalen Hurts has power. We didn't know that before this offseason. Uh, I don't think the Eagles are bullshitting us about giving Jalen Hurts. I would even believe he's got two years to prove himself here because they're not going to take a quarterback next year. Well, They are not taking a quarterback high next year unless it is just an absolute fucking flop show. Now, like, unfortunately, going over Jamison Williams' highlights, and T's heard me say this too, seeing Bryce Young flick the ball is unbelievably hard to ignore, especially when he was thrown to that kid and whatever. So I'm sure if there's a supreme opportunity to go get him, maybe, but I really don't believe. I think quarterback's out, guys. I think this whole thing was masterminded by Howie Roseman for the media and everybody to go, I don't fucking believe you. And that's all we did all offseason. I don't believe. I didn't even believe it. But now that it's here, they're going to pay Jalen Hurts and they're going to keep drafting cheap. That's my takeaway. Yeah, I mean. AJ Brown, it it changes it that much for me. Well, it it changes a lot for me too, John, because like I'm not with you on quarterback is out for next year. But I will tell you this. I Corner or quarter? Quarter. Yeah, just making sure. Corner. Goddamn, better be. <laughs> yeah, I was like, right. better, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's on the list. I believe in Jalen Hurts in this moment, right now, more than I ever have as a Philadelphia Eagle. This is the most I've now believed in the guy. Everything's changing. Everything's changing. It is unbelievable to see what's happening with this team. I mean, the offense is built. It's done. I mean, yeah. It's done. Yeah. Like, you, you, what else do you need? You've got two great receivers. Miles Sanders to get traded. Well, and that's, and it's a picky <laughs> thing. But running back, right? They yeah. signed, uh, what's his name? Kennedy Brooks. That was his running back in college. He played at Oklahoma with Jalen Hurts. And you know what? He's probably the reason Jordan Howard is going to get. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That dude's just nothing but. Except he can catch a football. Hits the hole. He's got just enough agility. He's got just enough, and he can run through some tackles. That's going to be your power guy this year. He's going to make the team. But that's a Jalen Hurts guy. They changed the uniforms because they listened to Jalen Hurts. They Mm -hmm. get A.J. Brown. Jalen Hurts did that. He recruited a bona fide superstar to this team. Like, if he can't do it with this offense, and if he doesn't have really every opportunity, I think even now the Minshew thing is out the door. He does not have a shot. I, a week ago, yeah, I don't you think were, so either. You were shocked. You was it was disgust that I thought Minshew was in a real competition. I don't think it's a real competition anymore. I, this I don't. Jalen hurts his job. Uh, on that note, and um, I, I put this poll up, and this is something we have to talk about this or next week. But I was just thinking and going through all the motions, especially with that, and I wonder where everybody did value Minshew now. If you still could get a third, let's just suppose. There's an emergency in training camp, whatever. You know the drill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cam Newton or Nick Foles or Ryan Fitzpatrick or whatever, plus a third that you're getting back from Minshew, or you riding out with Minshew no matter what. What would, you be, what would your answer be? I'm curious. What I voted for was Minshew. I would keep him. Taylor Credatis, are you keeping Garner Minshew if somebody offers you a third? 
God, I would love to see Cam Newton. That would just be so funny. <laughs> That'd be so funny. People would be so annoyed. It'd be Cam, so funny. Cam. Reading his tweets in that font. He's he rule. He's so, I love him. He's so I awesome. I do too. And if he's here in Kelly Green, I'd be I'd like that okay. But just just as a hype man on the sidelines, I mean, come on. Uh, so yeah, I think he's a raging asshole. Can you believe out of almost it doesn't n- mean he's not fun. 900 <laughs> votes. Fun. 900 votes. This is split down the middle. That surprised the hell out of me. Do we really value Garner Minshew that much? You, I'm, all, I'm the on the consistency. Fa- I, I literally am this poll. I don't know. The city loves a backup. Like, I love the idea of Ryan Fitzpatrick being here on a $8 million deal, $9 million. I don't know what he would make. But then you have another third for next year for Minshew, and you never have to play a snap. And I mean, not a third is, it. is pretty damn tempting. It's Fourth just, or fifth? I'd well, probably say no, but a third, yes. It's consistency is one. He knows the playbook now. He's been here. He's worked with these guys, and the offense just got better. So if you You're think Hurts right. is going to get better, Minshew's probably going to look a little bit better. And he's guaranteed at least one or two starts this year. So I don't know. consistency is good. And I mean, coach loves him. I don't think he goes anywhere, and I don't think they'd give him up for a third. Well, and the gap year elements <laughs> change, John. We could throw away gap year oh, now. Oh, yeah, right. Gap year is fucking way out. It's, it's gone now. Which, by the way, as much as we were criticizing the offseason, shout out to Ramos and Barney who will probably say, oh, we were right, and we always trusted that way Yeah, uh, in the Discord. <laughs> but on that, I'll give you credit there. As long as we understand that Howie was never – Ever and Jeffrey Lurie never ever tank. They are not going to do that. There's no such thing as a gap year with those two ever. When has there been a gap year? Last year. And la- last ga- year, and they made the playoffs. And they made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, it was a hell of a team. I mean, backing they, they in all the, the way, but they fucking made it. Yeah, right? I mean, new head coaches and all that. And how did they win a Super Bowl? An easy schedule, which kind of looks like they do have one. They spending and and making big splashes while they're. Rookie quarterback is uh, is on that rookie contract. Uh, why did we ever think? Or is that what we just wanted to happen? Because that's what just like fucking that many people think Jalen Hurts is going to fail. Right? Well, there were questions that they had no receiver. They were trying for every receiver and failed constantly. You but were calling they, him Danny Ainge. But even then. Well, yes. Yes. Because <laughs> it felt like that. But even so. Even so. Everyone has said, who cares if you get AJ? Who cares if you get Debo? You don't have a quarterback that can throw to him. And this guy wants to fucking play with him and wants to get the ball thrown to him by him. So if you're not, I don't know, if you're not seeing this and everyone around the NFL is saying Jalen Hurts is going to be fine, I'm just happy and still haven't reacted to Vince Quinn saying he's a Hurts fan now. He has said, fuck Russell Wilson in the last 48 hours. He did not, well... Not in this instance. No, he's he's saying fuck Russ because he didn't want to be here. Yeah, exactly. But but in the same context, he's also saying now Jalen Hurts might be the guy. There's a window of hope. The Grinch's heart grew three fucking <laughs> sizes. Is what I'm trying to say. And I and I think that's a good way to end it, Vince Quinn. Right? You are semi optimistic about Jalen Hurts. You have uh, uh, kind of I don't know. You're you're you're. Not as mad as you were on draft night about Jordan Davis. Well, no, I, I had to get Even though some you still think it's cool a mistake. Off. It still should have been Hamilton. I will not get off that point. I, I will go to my <laughs> grave when he gets eight Pro Bowls and five All Pros and he goes in the Hall of Fame. I will stay on the Hamilton train. Yes. But 
for now, yeah, I, I'm willing to. It's it's not like they didn't draft my guy, so Jordan Davis is dead to me. His whole career is a Philadelphia <laughs> Eagle. I can't live that way. I, I now have to see this guy do well. It's just how do they want to approach that? So it's just something to think about. And by the way, let me throw out the names real quick before we get out of here. If you want to see who Jordan Davis could be. Oh, right. I forgot. Yes. Marcus Stroud. Go go check him out. Check out another guy that he played with, Big John Henderson. Both Only these guys the were, NFL. were defensive tackles in Jacksonville. Love to get slapped in the face, John uh, Henderson. Yes. Uh, Calais Campbell, who wished that they drafted Jordan Davis. Calais Campbell was was really big. Who does he play for again? Uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> the team that drafted Kyle Hamilton. <laughs> and uh, last guy is Ted Washington. Ted, oh, uh, you were show, you, and that was somebody I forgot. It was somebody we looked up. Buffalo Bills for the most part. Yeah, Patriots towards the end. What was the third team? It was yeah, uh, Bills. Uh, he played on the Raiders with Warren Sapp oh, when right. he was there when they got that team together. But a <laughs> uh, big defensive tackle could move really well for a guy his size. He was like six six three sixty five. So when you're making comps, like that's a guy to look at. So if you want to see some highlights to get you excited, look at those guys and see if that does something for okay. you. Because that's that's where my brain goes. And, great, uh, great football name. Yeah, oh, oh, fantastic football name. Yeah, <laughs> all those guys have fantastic football names. Jordan Davis is a good football name. That didn't do anything for you? No, it feels like a linebacker, but uh, it's okay. That's true. That's very true. Um, And, you know, uh, Eagles, final thing from us, Eagles were busy with the UDFAs. It's pretty typical of them to, uh, I think, have the most guaranteed money out there right now for all the guys that they signed. To me, there's a couple of just interesting, notable ones, mainly with the quarterbacks, Carson Strong being the obvious. Oh, my God. I love that signing. (laughs) It makes me so happy. Another guy, by the way, that I heard is all injury-based, otherwise would have gotten drafted. Yeah, his knee is dog shit, apparently. Uh, He's had a couple of surgeries on his knee, injured in high school, which is always the problem, right? If you're at a big college, you'll get a decent treatment on the knee. When you're in a high school, who the hell knows what you're getting. So it's a a tough spot to be, but his knee stinks. His arm is amazing. And yeah. Yeah, like they they gave this guy three hundred and twenty thousand dollars guaranteed. He's getting paid like a, a fourth round pick, basically. So they they love this guy. I love it. I would have taken him in the third round when they had two third rounders. I was good with that. So to get him as an undrafted free agent quarterback factory, Woo-hoo! baby, we're back. Yeah. Let's go. And they got the smart kid from Brown, who I didn't even realize was a, was a thing. EJ Perry, uh, who has horrible tape. <laughs> from everything that I've seen. <laughs> it's like, look at how smart this guy is. And it looks like Gardner Minshew, Minshew light, light. Oh, God. Uh, on tape. That who knows? Great. Uh, they uh busy in the trenches. Uh, again, they signed uh, two guards. They signed uh, uh, three uh, corners, by the way. So there you go. One from Alabama. Josh Joby. We'll have to maybe ask uh, Ashley Woods about that and yeah. do some deep dives. They did uh, go to Clemson and get uh, Mario Goodrich, who apparently has had zero touchdowns. And uh, his entire senior wow, year. Wow, he's like uh, Miles him. Sanders. <laughs> uh, good for him. But, uh, yeah, Mario Goodrich out of uh, Clemson. Clemson was a hard watch last season. It was. They were uh, oh. all, from all from all sides. Yeah. It was and, kind of a hard And, by the way, Goodrich's highlights, they suck. I'm so, oh, like, is, is, they're, they they're not impressive. They're bad plays. It's like somebody on the other team makes a god-awful throw to nowhere, and Goodrich is the guy <laughs> that happens to be standing there. It's His highlights did nothing. Like, I, maybe he has good tape out there, and yeah. no one found it and clipped it, because, after all, he is undrafted, so maybe he just wasn't, like, that big of a star, but... The highlight, do not watch his highlights. Watch Ted Washington, <laughs> watch John Henderson, see those guys. Do not watch Goodrich highlights. They, it's a waste of two minutes. Yeah, and uh, also, uh, who was that? That Britain, uh, what was that kid's name? Oh, yeah, out of Utah, I think it is. 
Uh, Super Kobe. speedy guy. Yeah, yeah. So they actually have a kick returner for the first time, like since drafting Jalen Rager, which is nice. <laughs> so for the first time is what you're saying. Since Deshaun Jackson, maybe. Yeah, there the, you go. A punt returner, kick returner. It's a, that, I thought that was had some interesting speed. Um, and then um, uh, just overall, real quickly, like what I think is hilarious is so many people pushing back against the Tyler Lindbaum thing, but are totally fine with Cam Jurgens. That's that whole like first round, second round deal. Like yeah. they still had to address it. They addressed the two most important things, which is Jason Kelsey leaving and Fletcher Cox leaving, and they made sure to stab those because those are bigger needs than corner or safety when yeah. you have Darius yeah. Lay and so on and so now. on and so on. You so, say it now. Uh, and then um, uh, back end, any any takes on the uh, the back end guys? Well, uh, talking about the three four stuff with Jordan Davis before. I mean, this yeah. guy Noah Ellis, he's six four three forty six. He's a nose tackle. So like clearly mm. things are changing. You know that was another guy. I mean, dude, they they threw around. This is important, guys. Like the amount of money that he threw out, that how he threw out with all these undrafted free agents is insane. And when you think about how fucked up this draft class was, nobody knew what any of these guys were. Malik Willis goes in the third when he's invited to the room, all that stuff. When <laughs> With this being so chaotic, how he sees clearly a bunch of guys that he thinks are solid players that should have been worth like a fourth and he's going, oh, yeah, I'm going to give this guy 215K. Like, uh, so here's the best example. Rube had this. Jack Stoll last year got about $125,000 guaranteed which he played, had some, like, solid some snaps. Some significant time, yeah. yeah. So they did that last year, 125000 Mario Goodrich, 217K. Uh, <laughs> Noah Ellis, 240K. 240K to Kennedy Brooks, the running back out of Oklahoma. So uh, 320 to Carson Strong. They're paying all of these guys. So you might say, and we talked about it, say six draft picks. Well, you know what? Three of these guys could easily make the team. Yeah, and they're going to have to. Probably, and somebody will to be contributors and and all that. Um, I would say two of them end up hitting either, you know, special teams all all around, a couple of practice squad guys. Obviously, that's pretty no shit, John. Uh, But um, the, I was, uh, uh, Kyron Johnson, sixth round, I thought was, very big senior bowl guy. I don't know if you, you oh, kind of saw the tape on that. people off. And Left yeah, and there's right. some great highlights of that. Yeah. So that's why you get drafted in the sixth round. And Seems like a blitzer, by the way. Uh, definitely. So it looks like we're going to see more linebacker blitzing, which 100%. I do think is, is going to be which different. Which is why Jordan Davis is important to clear the lanes and gaps so the linebackers well, can if, get through untouched. And if that's what the system is now, where they were allergic <laughs> that's, that's to blitzing, system. if they were allergic to blitzing last year, that's why I was pissed off. But now if they're drafting all these blitzing linebackers, now it makes more sense. And uh, Grant Calcutta. Terra, baby. That is number one. Speaking of Cornelius Ingram, it's a, I'm so glad you brought him up because that right there is the next Cornelius Ingram. Grant Calcaterra. Everyone's going to love this guy in training camp. Everyone's, uh, I, I mean, another Hertz connection there too. And if Merrill calls that, it just sounds like a football name. To the 20, to the 24. Touchdown! Grant Calcaterra. Yeah, <laughs> was, just was, sounds just sounds like a good name to have. A solid Merrill. Just uh, overall was it? Was, uh, it was okay. You no, know, it was a pretty bad Merrill. I, as as somebody you know, like because on WIP you would get a lot of people that would do the Merrill, and it was atrocious. I mean, a lot of the callers <laughs> that would call in and do Merrill was really bad. It's very sometimes. unique voice, like well, it's yes, hard it's, to nail. Yeah, so just to be close is to be excellent, as far yeah. as I see it. Everyone can do a Harry Callis, but no one can really do a Merrill. No. Yeah, except Conklin, and except Conklin, Conklin is a is a god. <laughs> but uh, um, I don't know who's going to be the uh, god out of the drafts overall out of the UDFAs. I just know 
that uh, A.J. Brown's a god. Um, Howie Roseman's starting to look more and more like one every single year now. Yep. And um, I was, the one thing I'll say that I missed terribly is uh, I, don't, I don't think he's got a problem in the front office with missing his two colonels there. I thought when they were, like, jumping out to make a rule that you can never poach assistant GMs ever again that they were just furious and they missed out. But sounds like uh, as long as Andy and Howie and Jeffrey are there, it's going to be okay. And I would say they were pretty collaborative, and they have been with their coaches overall. Yeah. No, no, no. I have no bad feelings from the draft at all. If Gannon's picking this defense and he's a second-year head coach, and let's be real, the defense wasn't good last year, that is pretty amazing. I mean, it's uh, maybe the Texans' job, the fact that he was going to get it until the lawsuit hit with Brian Flores, then uh, I guess it gave him some leverage. You realize the difference? In, well, I, it, it probably the defense probably still gets picked the same way, but, I mean, between Brian Flores, Calvin Ridley, and everything else, this could have ended up a very different offseason. The Eagles got lucky, too. I mean, they, they attacked. Oh, 10,000%. Yeah, they yeah, attacked, 10, attacked, attacked when they found the situation. But this was not in the cards. This draft was a miracle. Yeah. Let's be real. This draft was a miracle. Nobody thought this was coming. We were all lambs for the slaughter. Oh. Uh, and uh, they got through this with one of the best drafts I've seen them have in quite some time. I mean, this was really fascinating. And uh, it's going to be a whole new world. Whole new world and a uh, a bunch of things to talk about. Uh, can't wait to see you uh, throughout this entire week, throughout this entire month. Is we'll probably get into some fun wormholes. Uh, T, anything before we leave? Uh, did you guys see the milk ad that Jordan Davis and Kobe Dean had? No, in school, I, I, I did not at all. So they were both "quote unquote" powered by Georgia Dairy. <laughs> And it's this, just Nicobe Dean about to do a sled push, and then Jordan Davis steps on said sled, and then he just goes at it. <laughs> <laughs> and they're surrounded by jugs of milk. I mean, come on. that's that's if, It was that, meant to be. If that doesn't fit in with DJ Oreo, yes. milk and cookies. Oh, my God. That's what Oh my God, that's what Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean, that should be their nickname, milk and cookies. <laughs> Davis is the milk. Here. He's the cookies. Bing, bing, boom. There we go. There it is. Uh, we will see you uh, Tuesday for sure. And uh, thank you again to Awesome Sauce, Liquid Death, and you especially uh, for tuning in to the podcast. That is Vince Quinn for Taylor Cardatis. I'm John Barchard. We'll see you right here on Bell and the Birdman. Okay, bye. Bye.